Fear nah. Street Part Two, 1978. Oh, was it really 78? Yes. Why did I think I thought it was 84 too? Me too. <laughs> I think that this one actually is the best one. I agree 100%. Yeah, because that thing is two hours long. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even feel that. No, and I'm going to say that, again, going back to a little bit of the history and how I watched this movie. So mm-hmm. I was really intrigued also about the fact that the movies were in sequential order, but not from like the oldest time period to the newest to the newest time period, but backwards. Yes. So I was like, how are you going to tell a story like that? So are you just going to tell a generational same, story? Same. So I was, like, I was really intrigued. And then you get to the ending of the previous movie, and then you're like, oh, it's going to connect through this character. And then, you know, it goes into the past of Ziggy, or what's her actual name? I forgot what her actual name is. But Well, that well that was the whole, that's the twist. Yeah, the twist. Exa- well, yeah. exactly, which I, I did not like that twist. I'm going to go into why I didn't like that twist later. Oh, okay. But I... It was really interesting to see that. Okay, we're gonna go into because at, at the near the end of the last movie, you get told there was a survivor for this curse or whatever it's happening yes. that basically died and got revived, and then mm. that's how you know that's she, how she got out of it. Yeah, and then she gets a small portion at the end, me like, oh, it's not over yet. So she's the hook of it's not over yet that you get at the yes. end of horror movies. Yes, and then this movie is about her encountering whatever it's happening on this movies. But framed on the seventies, uh, an eighties looking seventies, if I might. It's seventy eight. It's a, it's it's late eighties. It's late seventies. Yes. So and, <laughs> and it's pretty much Friday the Thirteenth, downright to the killer, because they yes. even wear some potato sack or whatever in the head, just like Fred, just like Jason did on the original movie. So it's really interesting because you see another generation, but it also ties up with the whole story in general so it's really interesting how they approach this whole thing but we're gonna focus on that later when we talk about 1666 what yeah. do you think about this one tell me uh i think this one had the best characters i think that i i think that's not the best characters i had people i didn't want to die mm-hmm. uh oh, and they God, did it was so messed up it was yeah. so messed up so many people died in a very messed up way children uh, I died that- in this movie and that well, that was actually kind of interesting because they they killed kids, but they didn't show that they killed kids. So it's like it's really hardcore because yeah. they kill children, but you yes. never really see them. Killing yeah, them. You, they just, do. you, you know they die. You you will know they died. Like not, very on, well. not, on, not on this movie at least. Yeah, but I think that one thing I think this movie did really well is that like I cared about so many. Like this was the only one I could say felt like an actual film. It did. Like, you could, like, put this on, tell someone to watch this, and technically speaking, they don't have to watch all the other ones. Like, it's a, that, yeah. like, you could actually watch this, and I'm not saying you could, wait, could you? Wait, I'm trying to think of that. Wait. There's going to be, because the beginning of the movie is then getting to Siggy's house in the future. And yeah, but that doesn't matter. Story. And then at the end is Dina putting the hand back on the remains of Sarah Fear. So. Yeah, but it doesn't work, right? Yeah, no, you can technically... If you like, don't re- if you ignore those two portions, you can actually just go with this movie to this movie without, yeah, legitimately watching the other the, the previous one at least, yeah, yeah. Like you could just do that. Like I mean, this film works by itself. Like if you if it's just oh, like that's what you're this saying. Is a, I'm saying that this is just a fun yeah. movie. The first mm-hmm. one works by itself too. Actually, I think it does. But um, you would need a sequel to it, and the yeah. sequel is not until the end end of the whole of the uh, of 1666. It also feels really Netflixy. 
Like the first, the first one? Really yes, bad. it does. Yes, it does. Oh my it's god, it feels so Netflixy. But this one, like the second one, feels like a legit movie, though. That's the thing. Yeah, and I think that the characters and the child, children, child actors they got were incredible. And I think I mean, that they was... got one of the Stranger uh, Things. Yes, they did, her. and she did great, which is funny because we said we say this one feels the least like Netflix, and we literally had a Netflix star right there. <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. And it was really cool because, like, I think that this did a lot for the lore, but also it was scary. There were moments yes. in this movie that I was legitimately like, I don't want to run into this dude. Yeah. Because this dude is legitimately scary. Like, this is terrifying. He became my favorite killer. I'm going to be honest. Tommy he's mine, he's mine too. Yeah. And like, I it's think. Between him and, it's between him and Amber. What's her name? The girl right. with the with the whistle. Was she so, singing? Yeah, I, She's singing. She's singing. God, yeah. I love her so much. Oh, yeah, no, she was, was cool. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I'll, it'll come back to me at some point. But I, guess, but I guess that's the point. So, like, the writing of this, I felt, at first, actually, I felt it was kind of slow. Uh, but I think that's what the why this is good. Like it starts slow, slow-ish. Like you're meeting the characters. It's very exposition heavy. It's very like mm-hmm. explaining what's going on, how the camp is. But I think the really important part about this movie is that it establishes the war or the the dichotomy between Shady Side and Sunnyville. Definitely, and it's, the, it's the first point in which you see how Shady Siders are like really gloom and like really down in the trots. And then Sunnyville is like, oh, they're all like super good, but they're also kind of like not good people. Well, the su- well, it's really just rich people and poor people, honestly. Much, su- yeah, sun- Sunnyville, Sunnyville is rich, very, very, very rich, and very like everything's White. perfect, everything's great. It's not though, and that's something I was gonna actually address. I thought that was really clever because okay. in this movie, you it's the only time you actually have like you have to, uh, the color definitions. Mm. So like those uh, shady sides are wearing blue and then the other ones are wearing red. Yeah. And honestly, this is some really weird American stuff and someone could like fight me later on about it. But basically <laughs> uh, in America, the Democratic Party is blue. Oh, true. And the Republican Party is red. So watching these people was very much like watching mm-hmm. Trump supporters or something. It was like watching this Trump very... Trump right? Yes, Trump would, be... oh. Trump would be red in this situation. So... It was very much like, oh, is that is that is that like a was that a video? Like, was that a purpose? Yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea. So, so it's that's a, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why we that's why we call people things red states oh. like in America. Yeah, so that's why that's why we do that. Yeah, because okay, yeah. But the point is, like, so uh, so it's very much like leaning itself with some political values that are very much like that. Also the way that they are acting was like generational things. He's like, yeah. my generation has won. This one's won. And that was very, it was very, very good at personifying that. And the person I was watching it with actually was the first one to make me realize that they were killing shady siders. Yep. No, you didn't get that. You didn't catch that. I, I, I caught it eventually, but he was the first oh, person to tell no, me. I, it. I, so I yeah, it in the first movie actually. I the first movie, movie, really? Yeah, yeah, because the but they killed, but they killed, but they killed the rich, the the, the an, boyfriend. But that was an accident. That was just like a means. I mean, I think he might have blood of Sam on him, and if he didn't, it was just probably like he probably by- had blood, and he was a byproduct as well because he was on the way of the shady ciders. So okay, was, that's fair. Like you know, I kind of noticed, and I like I kind of already thought about the fact that they that Stonyville was sacrificing shady side in a sense like i kind of yeah. got that from the first movie right away yeah. but um wait you got that from the first movie really yeah, i got that from the first movie yeah because they you got that sunnyville of, was the sunnyville was sacrificing yeah because they do a lot of comparisons like oh sunny side is the best town in america it yes. is x y and c and they're like oh but shadyville is the murder capital and i was like okay 
it's probably gonna be like this side is doing some ritual stuff to sacrifice you i literally got it wow like on the on the intro of the movie i got it i'm so impressed with that that's no that's i did not get that at all because i i wasn't sticking any possession thing when they first started i was thinking some just normal death thing killing people thing i was thinking that i was thinking sunnyville people were the ones who were dressed up in the mask Uh, and they were coming and killing people and then people and i was thinking like literally real world stuff like we're continually killing people here because if we kill people here it looks like a terrible place to live and all the rich people will come to sunnyville oh oh, oh, because see now now i remember the other thing uh, super brief parenthesis yeah Remember in the first scene with the first killer that he hears a voice, but you don't hear the voice. You just hear him be like, excuse me, and he also, no one talked to him on the scene. Yeah. Then he becomes the killer and he gets shot. Yeah. I think that was the point in which I was like, okay, there's probably more to this movie than just a slasher film. Because when he was like, excuse me, I kind of felt like, is that going to be like a, a magic thing? Is this going to be like something? Uh, right when you mentioned it. When Sam touches the remains of Sarah Fisher, then yeah, Peter, that, sorry, yeah. Sure. Sarah Fisher. That's when I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's gonna be one of these things, and then yeah, whatever. Yeah, Anyways. I, yeah. So you got it all the way from there. Wow, cool. Yeah. No, that's cool. But then again, I so I watched so many horror movies, dude. No, I have too. That's what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. But I don't. I, don't, oh. I assumed that it was just gonna be because Scream isn't any. I looked at the movie in the frame of Scream. Oh, so so it was mostly like anyway, so. which we were supposed to do yeah so i was i was very much watching it like oh this is gonna be like scream got it great yeah. like I'm, I'm i'm okay but like yeah, okay. it was really confusing it was not confusing but i just didn't know anyway uh going yeah, back to the, the original thing. so the original so the original idea though like the kid so the whole premise of the film is like hey there is this sacrifice sacrificial place basically that yeah. this witch thing lit that we thought was seraphir and we thought there's this demon well, at this that, point you still think it's seraphir though that's the sense that we thought was seraphir yeah uh and and essentially what's going on is that like you know they are wait do we know it's him no we don't know it's him we just know somebody is writing down these names and whoever's yeah. on the name basically they get possessed and they yeah. get and they get taken over they have to kill people yeah and that's how it works um yes. and i guess that's the sacrifice that happens every year yeah. so that's what we know but because of that, yes, but because of that, and this is the most important part for me, because of that situation, we get a, a cast of monsters, basically, oh, yes. that come out of the woodworks out of nowhere. And they are all interesting, different oh, horror yes. movie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm assuming most of them are from the books from R.L. Stein. So they're all also based on other slasher horror villains. Like there was one that was obviously inspired by Hannibal Lecter. If you think about it. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, that, so this is when you go and we get into like a little bit of trouble because like that's kind of like basically saying that R.L. Stein's books are based off of the other stuff. I mean, could be, but that's the thing. Since I, I since we haven't read the books, it was that made by. Well, I've read I've read Goosebumps, not Fear Street. No, 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 yeah. But I was, I know you're saying that they're probably monsters from Goosebumps. Like, I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, the way they were portrayed on the movies really looked like they were paying homage to other horror icons instead. And they, and they probably are. It's just, yeah. like, I, I just don't want to, like, like insult R.L. Stein by saying, by saying, like, oh, hey, you're, all your characters are basically derivatives of other characters. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought more, like, this adaptation did that, and probably R.L. did another thing, like you said. They probably used monsters from all the other works, probably, yeah. Or maybe, like... No, I'm saying that these characters are probably from the Mm, books. 
and that okay. they they're exactly the same characters. Like, okay. Like so, like it it, it look there's pictures of them. Okay. Like you can see them on the cover of the thing. Actually, oh, I just found her. I, just, I literally just found the oh, Ruby girl. I just found the Ruby girl. Yeah, she's right here. Ruby. Uh, the one you were talking about with the Ruby. the singing one. Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, I just found her. So yeah. So it's, it's very much like, oh, yeah, these are all from the other books. But that, anyway, going back, I was saying that basically it, it, that's what made me feel like it was R.L. Stein because I was mm-hmm. looking at like, oh, that's what Goosebumps is. And yeah. Goosebumps, the movie that came out by our, still by R.L. Stein, was that like, actually it was kind of dumb. But anyway, uh, Jack <laughs> Jack Black basically plays R.L. Stein and essentially he's like, you know, he has a book and the book has all the Goosebumps monsters in it and it gets yeah. let out. So all yeah. the monsters come out and they all are doing it. So there were scenes in this movie that felt like that because sure. they were literally like all of the monsters were coming out from all the other times and they were so going to good. attack people. And it was really good. It was really smart. But so It was so fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it made me feel like I was watching like, not exactly, but it made me feel like I was watching like Godzilla or something. Mm, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, God, like the, you're, you're looking at the villains and you're kind of yeah. like, like you're like that's my favorite villain. That's my favorite. It's like villain. a rose gallery villain. of a sword. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. and Fear Street has its own rose gallery, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So now I, I really so, want a movie about every single one of these exactly. guys. Exactly. Yes, know. that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. So I was like, Netflix, if you wanted to make that, y'all can make that now. Like y'all could just literally go into each one of these characters and make a whole thing. And they did very smart by covering their faces, except exactly. for Ruby. And uh, even then. Ruby's face is a little bit covered. Yeah, you'd have to stick with the actress. No, even you could do the whole. She was what? probably like a super geeky girl with glasses and stuff. And maybe she got super like pretty for this one party, and then that's when she became a killer. Who knows? Uh, okay, cool. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to recast them. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Like, if you wanted to recast them later on, like, you could do that though. There's no reason I mean, you can't recast it. But like, yeah, but, yeah, but her just, face was on yeah. screen though. Oh, all the other ones were not. Just recast her first as well. We get to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But all of the all of them were not. Their faces are all yeah. masked up. So they all, even the one that stole someone else's face, I guess. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yeah. this though. Now that we're talking about the our rogues gallery, like one yes. thing that I totally agree with you on the character side though, is that whereas in Fear Street one, mostly Dina's friends kind of felt generic at points, not all the time at points. Okay. I think the characterization in this movie is incredibly good because, like, the tender moments between the sisters, more more than anything, are like really yes. they they really work for me at the release. But then, like, the relationship between Siggy's uh, sister and her and best the friend, friend, the friend, the, the, the the more punky girl, yeah, like she had a yeah. character, she had a she had a whole character. When yeah. do you see that in horror movies? Yeah. Like, okay, her yeah. boyfriend was the first one to die. Whatever, I get that. Yeah, but like the second you see her, pretty much having sex with her boyfriend in the cabin my mom was like i i, I instantly know how you're gonna die but no it's subverted once more it's subverted all of my expectations and they made yes. a really good character yes. she was my favorite character in the movie she was ziggy was my favorite character in the movie ziggy herself the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah the, the the little girl but yeah, yeah. That, but no but you're actually no i lied about that yes she was but my favorite character was actually um i can't think of his name now. good something good ah uh, the, the the young the version kid. of the cop the young version Nick, of the cop. Nick Good. Nick Good. Nick Good. Him and Ziggy were my favorite characters they in the movie because they had this whole romance going on and it was amazing. And they I was like, so this is so cute. And they're like, oh, you like Stephen King? And they were like, doing like the oh, whole like, like the weird girl from Shadyville. 
Yes, exactly. Ah, I loved it. It was so good. And I was. It kind of brought me back to that era to a little bit. It, it felt ah oh good. I don't know. It was pretty good. It felt it felt authentic somehow. Yeah, and it was yeah, really okay. good. And I'm like so sad because that's the villain of the story. It is. Spoilers. That well, yeah, the whole thing spoilers. But that, because that's why, good evil. Because good I, is that's evil. So which, dumb, but I love all it. these names are dumb. Shady Size, Sunnyville. It feels like Scooby Doo names. It, it, this whole thing feels like Scooby Doo sometimes. But yeah, again, P, again, PG thirteen. Sorry, yeah. PG rated books. They were supposed to be meant for kids. Kids have to get things faster. I get yeah. it. Like, but moving that's on. <laughs> now we get to sixteen. Unless you want to say something else about this movie, the ending. Uh, I was gonna say yes. So I was gonna say uh, the whole that and still how they kind of keep entangling things. Like oh, supposedly Sarah Fisher's corpse was gonna be. Sarah, why am I seeing Fisher? Sarah, Sarah Fisher. I don't know who Sarah Fisher is. Not Sarah movie, Fisher's though. corpse was supposed to be the tree, but then you they unearth this rock that says she lives forever. So it adds to the mystery of holy hell like what's happening with this is there a cold like what's happening with all of these things and then you know you realize that oh wait but they actually found her remains all the way back on the first movie right and then it's super cool because then it right after that portion of the movie finishes you yeah. go back to the present time that happened in 1994 and then you know that's when you click it clicks with you how the story is going to play out but then knowing that the next movie takes place on 1666 you're like how is that going to work and then you see right. Dina literally putting the hand on the remains and boom she gets transported and that's like oh she becomes seraphir i was like we're doing this yeah yes i was actually not, i would no i i i'm i'm disagreeing um, okay fine i okay. was not happy i kind of I, I kind of thought you were not gonna like that <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that i didn't like it when it worked like when it came on i was fine it was fine okay. i was like okay fine netflix you want to be cheap let's do it let's be cheap and hire the same actors they can play different <laughs> characters like y'all just saving some money i understand it's fine but oh my god i we're gonna talk about this movie in a second but yeah was not happy yeah. at all so since we're talking about things i wasn't happy with i yeah. kind of hated the whole thing of c berman because basically before you know seeing his name they tell you oh that, yes yes this was yeah, we're talking about yeah we're talking about like, oh, it's c berman and then she says this is when my sister died but then her sister i'm gonna say her name is christine i'm sure it's not but i'm gonna say it's christine her name was cindy c, c or her sister so so one of them was named ziggy and the other one was named cindy and then you think through the whole movie oh so Siggy, which is the youngest one, is the Stranger Things girl. She's yes. the one's gonna die. But I swear to God, I saw a mile away. That's a nickname. Her name probably starts with a C. She's probably the one that survives. And then literally, oh. you see, you see her sister die, and then she survives because obviously I thought she's gonna survive. Yeah. And then when they're carrying her away, she's like, "Oh, her name is Christine or something." And I was like, "Oh, that was your whole twist. That literally changed nothing in the story for me. That changed nothing on how I saw the story." Um wait hmm does it change anything wait this is this is gonna sound weird okay. very weird i'm okay. sure it's gonna sound weird technically speaking we watched a whole film that mm -hmm. essentially showed a character going down into the depths depths of this yeah. place we showed them going into her her boyfriend gets uh turned into the possession thing we get yeah. to see the book we get to see the entire you know uh cavern we get to see the devil's thing like all that stuff is being seen by the character that we think we're hearing the story from hmm. but then at the end 
we find out that we did not hear the story from that person's point of view. That person actually died, yes. and we've been hearing it from this other person's point of view. Okay, which, so which, by the way, how if you want to be super technical, if you want to do all the POV thing, then we should have never seen any of that stuff anyway. That, you know, that's what I mean. It doesn't yeah, change. Yes. It doesn't really change anything for me. Right? But I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, doesn't that help now? That uh, in the future, see, you you're talking to this character that actually does that. We think. Because even though we that's not true, because if we think about it, we know that's not true. But because we're put into a position as an audience to just watch this thing, we kind of assume that this other character has all the knowledge that this other one did. Like, exactly. Like, like it, we assume it. Like, yeah, it, just, exactly. it just happens. But it's not it's, real. It's not true at all. It's just the fact that, okay, for me, it's just the fact that it's a story that you're supposed to know, okay, this character's going to die. So when you have a story in which you know someone's going to die, the story has to play out in a way that that information needs to be key for how you frame the story for mm. how the story plays out for the stakes for how tense you get when you watch the story because it's like okay i know i know they die i don't know how or when they're gonna die but yeah. at the end of the day it was again it was a 60s 70s 80s horror movie it was friday the 13th yeah and i know one person is gonna survive that's all i knew i couldn't care less about whose name it was it's just the fact that i feel like the twist had no weight whatsoever because when you strip it down to its bare bones it's a story of two sisters and one died. It could have easily been Siggy. It could, at that point, mind you, it could have easily been Siggy or it could have easily been Cindy, and it would have been the same thing. Then it turns out that in 1666, there's a reason why Siggy is the one that has to be alive. But still, at the moment when you watch this movie by itself, it's like whatever. It's a whatever. I at least I, I, I I will disagree because I think okay, that perfect, perfect. I think I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. It is a whatever twist. However, I think that knowing that this little sister is going to die, it puts that a lot more, there's a lot more emphasis on it. Think about it, if you knew that Ziggy was the person you're talking about, like the actual person who's talking, telling the story, mm. all the scenes that we see of, of Ziggy running from things or the snake situation or mm. her being stuck in that little thing, all of those scenes the weight isn't it's there but actually no it's not there sorry no it's not there because you know that she survives exactly so if you change it then it's just like the other girl dies okay great she dies the sister she dies but she's mostly static the whole movie like she's yeah, stuck still, in this little thing you so know, even knowing c is the one that's supposed to die if you want to go through that route right yeah because, you, know, you know she's not gonna get killed by a snake you know that well the movie still has left like you know she's gonna be killed like near the end of the movie that's what i'm saying she's i did not know that has no agency i did not um, know that i, I thought i thought that she was gonna kill the guy or she was gonna come back and help so we literally just saw her best friend die and the, the other best friend die yeah. in, the, in the last movie so i i had no yeah but they're still playing enough with horror conventions that will not kill Siggy at the middle of the movie and even then when you see the preview of the of the movie there's a scene in which one of the killers is literally slitting Siggy's like stomach so you know okay, like, well yeah there's it, that even then, like you know, it, there I would admit it kind of shot itself in the foot because I'm like, as long as I don't see that scene, she's not gonna die. So, I I actually didn't watch the previews, so I didn't see it. No, there you go. That's why you shouldn't watch I, those previews. That is why. Yeah, that's a that's a reason for that. Okay. Okay.